This is the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Join Paul as he chats with today's green industry experts and leaders about how to build a successful business and live a purposeful life. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's up, everybody? It is Paul Jamison here in the ATL, joined with Keith and his bride, his wife, Ashley Kalfas. So good to have you guys in town as uh, Keith just wrapped up a keynote speech at the Impact Live event that was hosted by Dirt Monkey and Jobber. Keith, you did a great job uh, speaking about marketing. I learned a lot and uh, have definitely been inspired. Everybody whose pencils were going, hands were moving, taking notes, and uh, it was really good stuff. So I'm excited to uh, chat with you guys today. And uh, first, let's thank our show sponsor, Jobber. This episode of the Green Industry Podcast is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at getjobber.com backslash IM backslash green industry backslash. What's the biggest risk you've ever taken in your life? I know what it is. What is it? No, just to say it. If say I'm, it. If I'm right, then... I'll say I was right. Okay. The biggest risk? I don't I don't think of big risk. I don't take I, I don't even take a risk unless it's calculated and I know that if I lose, it's not gonna hurt me. So I, I literally can't even think because I'm not a risk taker. The way I quantify risk is something that uh, unless you can take a calculated risk, you shouldn't do it. So like uh, my my marketing ROI live event, it's uh you know, hundreds of people. I'm sorry, uh, that's the plan, but the last one was like seventy five people flying from all over the country to come to my my live event, buying tickets and airplane tickets and everything like I planned that out to make sure that uh, value is going to be delivered. It was scary, but I wouldn't have done it if I didn't know I could pull it off. What do you think? I was thinking that the the risk that the biggest risk that you took was the marketing ROI because you had so much money invested in it and you, you were selling tickets all the way up until the very last minute and you filled that room and packed it and and worked for every individual ticket and that was a big risk like that you've you've never done anything like that before so i think that that was like the biggest thing that we had going on you know yeah so i mean i don't know if you would want to call it a risk because it was very calculated but i didn't mean it in a negative sense but that decision where you're like help me lord and you go for it yeah so that was marketing roi live event it's tied to my life's purpose though throwing live events is something that um and and bringing people together yeah Yeah, i asked a question out of a positive i didn't think it was negative i just have a connotation in my head that's related to something negative that i I need to work on Ashley, what's been the biggest risk in your life? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, biggest risk in my life. I quit my job and went out on a whim and, and said, I'm going to just sell a bunch of aprons, you know, quit, quit my waitressing job where I was making a hundred bucks a day. Like that's good money, you know, especially if you live in Michigan. I don't know if it's good down money here. Good Lord. I know. Do you make like 200, 250 waitressing? Oh yeah. Waitressing. Oh. Wait, my buddy works at Longhorn. He pulls in at least 200 is a bad night. There's big money down here though. Oh yeah. This is big money. I, I want to open a restaurant and then I'll waitress in the what restaurant make make all the money. No, I'm just kidding. But uh yeah, I, I mean I was making like a hundred bucks a day, but my shifts were short. I was working like eleven to three. Okay. Well yeah, that's not a No, and like you go in, you wipe the tables down and do a little bit of side work and you leave a hundred bucks in your pocket, you know? Nice. But yeah, I think that that was the biggest risk that I took was um try, uh branching out to be my own boss and entrepreneurship and stuff like that. Absolutely. The next question I like to ask everybody, and um, I might know your answer, but I want to hear it from you guys. What's been the biggest mistake you've made in your life and what did you learn from that mistake? The biggest mistake I made in my life was the biggest blessing. And it was 
I looked down at my phone while I was driving. I was on the phone with my father in 2007. It was in August, a long time ago. And he was like talking my head off. And I'm driving in traffic. I'm doing like 45 miles per hour. And I looked down at my phone to put it on speakerphone so I could just like hold it away from my head. And then I I didn't even have time to look up. I had just rear-ended somebody so hard that they rear-ended the car in front of them. And I caused, you know, a car accident that, you know, I ended up getting sued. I lost my driver's license. I lost my car. And getting sued. It was so stressful. It cost me like 20 grand. And that was the biggest mistake I ever made. Wow. What'd you learn from it? Uh, If you look at your phone, you should... Uh, only do it at like red lights or not at all. Here in Georgia, it's hands-free. You'll get a big old ticket if you're at a red light with the phone in your hand. Yeah. It's hands-free down here. Is that what it is in Michigan? Or I I don't know. I just have this belief like if you are a business owner, you should definitely not look at your phone while you're driving. But it's almost like if you don't like glance at like at a red light and and do something like you, you'll um, like, I shouldn't even be saying this, but like you, you might end up going out of business because there's this, there's this saturation point when everybody else is doing something to squeeze little tiny efficiencies through the cracks now it's almost like you're forced to do it and they say well there's no excuse but you're like like because people like it's crazy it it is legal bluetooth is legal here so you can have it on your screen i have hands-free and all that stuff and i have the bluetooth headset but i definitely like really really refrain from looking at my phone while actually driving Um, but i guess i'm a little guilty he's working on it and then ashley what about you what's been the biggest mistake of your life and what did you learn from it um the biggest mistake was uh Letting people emotionally drag me down, like with their problems. I, I went through a time in my life where I had people that were calling me to vent all their problems on me and I was allowing it. And um, I didn't have any healthy boundaries in place. And it really took me to a really dark place, darkest place I've ever been. And um, I eventually just had to cut those people out of my life and um, learn to say no and learn to uh, not let people do that to me. And it actually caused me to be sick. Like I had a very bad sickness and I've been battling it and it's real. And I just, you know, now I'm, I'm just focusing on myself and I've learned to not let people do that to me. Like, cause I'm just such a nice person that <clears throat> I'll bend over backwards for somebody and even if they don't deserve it. And, I, you know, now I'm, I'm really learning how to, to not do that and, and, and think for, my, for, for me and my family rather than worrying about what other people think or if they're going to get mad at me, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, like I remember a point where you had, um, you know, the phone, her phone would start ringing at 8 o'clock in the morning. 8 o'clock in the morning, her phone would start ringing with all the people that wanted something from her, some type of favor, they wanted to dump and, and complain about their problems to her. And I was like, don't pick up the phone. And she like couldn't help it. It creates this codependent loop pattern where, uh, you know, a narce- the narcissist need like supply. And, and because she's very empathic, people would start to try to hook onto her and suck her energy to the point where it made her so depleted that she broke down crying and, and, w- and got sick from it. And we, we developed these, these codependent I've been through all this stuff. I have this stuff with somebody, this with somebody in my life right now. And as you you work on telling that person no, then these feelings of like neglect or abuse and abandonment come up. And then that person will actually, you know, start flipping out on you or, go, or going crazy or uh, that person will start to guilt trip you and they'll, they'll use it as a weapon against you. So these deep seated unconscious fears start to rise up uh, in these patterns 
and there's these there's these neuropeptides inside of the brain. They're actually an actual drug that when we go through this mean sweet cycle or these these fear based issues with people and these uh, psychodynamic patterns where where when you don't get that hit of fear or that tension with another person that you have these patterns with, you actually you you crave it like a drug. So mm. we start engineering these situations that is a downward spiral. So it's, it becomes a drug, and, and and you wonder why you know people don't become successful in their lives and in business when if, if you study neuroscience and you actually get behind all this and you find out what's happening we are addicted to our struggles wow does that make sense yeah so some people literally just don't have those issues or they don't have it to the extent that some other people do and i think this is what's happening behind the framework but once you move past that sometimes you have to have a breakdown in order to have a breakthrough mm-hmm. i've watched a massive transformation in my wife's life life in in the past year i've watched her blossom into this this woman that like i've i, I i've always been like super in love with my wife and she's just like the most attractive woman on the planet to me (laughs) i could never get bored of her for a second and i would see these glimpses of her and now i see who she's blossoming into and she's she's been through some pain and through some stress and struggle and stuff and and i watch this pain her just blossoming out of it and and it's uh these are the different chapters and stages of life and it's 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 beautiful when also somebody knows that you love them unconditionally and you love each other no matter what phase or stage you go through i got you I got you. You know, like, does does this make sense? Absolutely. And Ashley, did you, from that failure and that mistake in those situations, have you set the boundaries up or you're in process or? I definitely have healthy boundaries set now. Yes. Like I I don't let, uh, there was one specific person that um, was driving me crazy and was having me break down. But um, yeah, I cut that person out of my life. And then, you know, um, other people that were were calling me to vent and all that stuff. I, I, I just don't allow it. I can't, I can't handle it. You know, it's, it's almost like bittersweet. We were talking about it. It's like, I finally got out of the, the trap that I was in and hold of all these people holding me down and, and trying to, to, um, hold back my, my evolution. You know, I was trying to be successful mm-hmm. and I was having all these people call me and it was throwing my game off. Like, I, I was on the rise. My business was taking off all this stuff. And then all these people were calling me. I had a breakdown. Um, and then um, after I got that out of my life, within a couple days, I came down with like an illness and I had it for, I had an illness for like nine months. Now it caused a bunch of nerve damage and now I'm looking at surgery and all these things. So I know I'm going to get better. Um, but uh, I think, you know, Keith and I were talking about it and he said, sometimes like, this is going to be your, what, how did, what did you, what word was it? This is going to be my, like, this was going to be my trial and I'm going to come out stronger than ever. Yes. From, this is spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel it. Like I know I'm going to get better, but, um, for sure. Definitely. I, I, if I were to give any advice to anybody, I would cut out anybody negative in your life. Anybody like just even a little bit, people that gossip, people that are judging other people. Like you just don't need those people in your life. You need people that are, are positive and uplifting around you because, um, you don't need any of that. And I added negativity because everybody has their problems. So, um, you know, the rebuttal is what if that person is my father or my aunt? What do you mean? I can't just cut out my aunt. Well, one thing is you can set healthy boundaries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it can feel like, you know, the, the, they're drowning off of, and they don't have a lifesaver 
and you're, you're taking it from and cutting the rope and letting them drown to death. Like this is how deep this can be if you have these codependent issues. It's time for this week's Jobber Minute. What is the best way to avoid last minute cancellations? Last minute cancellations are inevitable, but at least you can avoid the frustration of only finding out when you arrive on site. It's frustrating for you and it can be frustrating for the customer because maybe life got in the way or they just forgot. The best way to avoid this is to send an appointment reminder before each each visit. Jobber makes this really easy with the automated appointment reminders that you can customize and schedule ahead of time. So let's say you want to send an email one week before a visit and then a text message the day before. No problem. Just set it up and Jobber does it automatically so you don't need to remind yourself or sit down to write a new message every time. It's a great way to avoid cancellations and keep your customers happy. If you would like to sign up with Jobber, check it out at getjobber.com backslash IM backslash green industry backslash to get 20% off your first six months of Jobber. Imagine somebody who calls you all the time to, to, to cry and whine and complain about their, their problems. And instead of you being stuck on the phone listening to it and they're like a vampire and you get off the phone with this person, could be a family member, you're so completely drained, you're in total anxiety, you can't focus on anything, you can't breathe. Because mm-hmm. they're using you as a crutch, right? Imagine if they said, so how are you doing today? And, and they say, oh my God, this horrible thing in my life and this and all this is happening and I, and I just don't know and it's just totally unfair. Oh yeah? How's that working for you? Yeah. Okay, so uh, what, what are you doing right now? What's going on? Yeah? Well, and they'll keep trying. They'll right, keep right. throwing out bait to try to get you to... Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? And, and it's, I understand. And don't even, you, you, if you acknowledge that and you give them that little bit of rope, then they'll just dive in and dump all over you. Or here's a new rule. You, I mean, you got 60 seconds to complain. And if you don't, you don't shape, shape up your act in 60 seconds, I got to get off the phone because I've got all my own problems too. Everybody has their own problems. And I wouldn't even give them 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And the next step is, and the higher level of evolution is becoming encouraging to those people, you know, because what people do is they campaign for votes. If somebody's going through a hard time, they'll start calling up everybody and telling them their version of the story of how mm-hmm. it's hard so people can agree with them. Yeah, that's not right that that person treated you that way. You know, you deserve better than that. Yeah, you start campaigning for votes so you can psychologically reinforce your engineering situation so you can reinforce your bad habit. You can reinforce your hurts. But as long as, as you don't allow people to do that anymore, then uh, they're going to go find somebody else to do it to and find them at their best, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you have somebody who, who in your family who loves sports but they're really negative, talk about sports with them or take them to a sports game. You know, if you have like an aunt who loves to eat, take her out to eat, find people at their good times. And then just don't be, don't be somebody else's punching bag, dude. That's so good. I appreciate actually being vulnerable about that. Well, you guys are interesting to me because you have this budding internet company and you got this landscape company. Like how do you manage essentially your own two businesses, internet business and a landscaping business? So how do you manage all of that? Yeah, they're both uh, actual, you know, corporations with their own so bank two account. Ent- yeah, two they're entities. actual entities. They're tax-paying entities with, you know, checking and savings accounts, and I draw personal income off of them. Um, the internet business, yeah, I, I mean, I called up my accountant, and I'm like, dude, this thing is becoming more than a hobby, and let's, uh, you know, let's put this thing on the books, you know. And so we got it all set up a few years back, and now it's its own entity. But how do I do both? You're of them? the CEO of two companies. How, are, do 
do you kind of run them together? Kind of, it all flows together or you're like this day I'm working on this, this day I'm working on this. I want to transition the work more on this than this. Like, how do you, how do you handle it? Uh, handle all that? Okay. So you only have 24 hours and other people do a lot of it for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so from part to part, part time, six virtual assistants working for me that, you know, they don't even have to be on payroll. They're all over the world through. And I talked about that on my, at my presentation at the go impact live. Yeah. Um, just anywhere from upwork.com to fiverr.com. I have a guy in Spain running, you know, Facebook ads and then like, uh, you know, people running the podcast and, and putting everything together. And it's a real pain actually delegating all to the, all the them. I was up till two o'clock this morning doing it, delegating. And the next step is we're going to hire a project manager to delegate the virtual assistants. Right. And then I'm actually taking on clients. Now we're running their ads for them and coaching them with their marketing to bring in more income and experience to so so the business makes more money right uh in the landscaping business i have uh uh, four people working for me and then a calling center taking the calls so how do i do it all at once well there's different cycles and seasons in the downtime in the winter i live in michigan i gave up plowing snow so i could do my internet business full-time all winter okay but in the peak of the summer my internet business suffers i only Mm -hmm. i can only do it maybe 10 hours a week coming into the fall it's a 50 50 uh the businesses are there it's 50 it's a 50 50 split right now but uh, i'll block time and i'll literally sit in the truck and do the important the most important tasks that i have to do if it's really really busy for the internet business but i mean dude yeah there is only 24 hours in a day a lot of the time i'm overwhelmed i'm exhausted Uh, i get home from work and i'm just angry and upset and i go to bed because uh, the internet business is the passion business but the landscaping business is the bread and butter that brings in the consistent, predictable income that pays the bills. And you know, people say things to me or maybe to you listening right now. Well, well, why don't you just give up this thing and just do that one thing that's working? Whoa, 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 whoa! You don't, you don't, you don't know the whole story. I, I really believe don't shoot the winning horse. If the thing is making you cash flow and it's paying your bills, well, why don't you find a way to to make that work without so much of your attention? You know, so that's that's my huge struggle right now is getting the man hour rate up in an actual physical physical service business where we're we're providing service for local clients, we're doing landscaping and window cleaning, right, is to get the man hour rate high up enough so that I can really delegate and and, and hire more people to do these things for me. I'm still stuck going in the field about 20% of the time, you know, picking up the pieces every time something goes wrong and my hands are all over this thing. It's very it's frustrating to say the least, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm no different than anybody else. And then Ashley, what's your involvement um, with the business? I know we're talking off air today. You're kind of going to try to jump in a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. Um, I see, like he was talking about the winning horse. I feel like um, me not helping out, it, it's going to make, you know, we, we would suffer from it. Like, I feel like me jumping on the bandwagon is going to get us that much further. And I think, um, me, when we, when we do work together, it's amazing. Like we can work together so well. And a lot of husbands and wives have problems like working with each other, but we can just like, I I don't know, we could just accomplish and conquer the world. I feel like if we're working together. So, and I've learned so much from him, like when it comes to marketing and all this, I just get it. So um, yeah, we were talking today off air and you're like, 
like, I'm ex- I was like, are you excited for Keith's speech? And you're like, I'm actually really excited. I really learned from him. Like you were about as genuine as you can be. Like she was like, he's a really good teacher. So that was really cool. Yeah. Everything I know is because of him or because he'll, he'll put stuff on the TV, like information on the TV and I'll be listening sure. to it in the background, you know, and I, I hear everything and I re- retain it all, you know, all that knowledge. So uh, yeah, I mean, when it, it just, even the littlest things, like I've learned from him, like, you know, when he was, when he brought up the colors, like on the ads and stuff like that, keeping it to two colors. Like I implemented that into my website, like keeping everything fresh and clean and simple and, you know, minim- minimalistic and, and, and SEO keywords and all that stuff. Like I, I just get it. So I feel like, um, it would, we would be powerful if I, um, stepped up to the plate and really helped him out behind the scenes. Cause I, I'm better behind the scenes. I feel like he's really good on video. So that's his thing. You know, Do you guys enjoy trips. Like we're, we're in Atlanta. Well, we're right outside Atlanta, Georgia today, but you guys flew in, you spoke. Does this like, you like doing stuff like this, flying to another city, speaking at a conference, staying at a hotel. So much fun. Like this, okay. this is so much fun. Like we love to do this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, dog. Yeah, I mean, this is, I, I just feel like just being, I, I'm not around you other than at GIE and here, but uh, I just have been kind of, as an observer, I'm like, you guys are in your zone. Like, I, you can just tell when someone's in their zone where it's just like effortless and it's just like the energy. And uh, they had to pull Keith off the floor today because he's like, I got, they're like, you got five more minutes. He's like, give me 15. <laughs> and then, but everyone was on the edge of their seat, like learning about marketing from you. They were being, value was being poured out. I mean, you probably saw the body language, but when you spoke today, people were paying attention and all the way up until the end, you could have kept on going and, and you know, just you being there and, and supportive. Like, I just feel like whatever you're kind of doing right now, you're really kind of getting in the zone. You're really kind of, you know, finding that the destiny and calling over your life. So, yeah. And it feels good. Like all of it feels so good to like be able to have the opportunity to do these things, you know, be on your podcast and, um, be in this cool studio and, um, you know, go to live events and, and meet people. And it's just, yeah, it's awesome. I feel like we're living our best life. Yeah, dog. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm in the zone doing this. When I get these Sennheiser uh, mic- or headphones on, the mic, you just get lost in the conversation. When Naylor was here, we just sat down, hit record, started talking. And Naylor actually had a flight at uh, like 4 p.m. that day. And I was like, Naylor, uh, I was like, you got to go. Like, you're going to miss your flight. And he's like, how long have we been talking? I said, 90 minutes he's like you got to be kidding me i was like no i just you just get lost in the conversation we've been chatting for 57 minutes already yeah, i know hey guys thanks for listening to today's episode it is a real treat to have keith and ashley here and i am just so thankful uh they sat down with me we i, I told keith i was like dude i got one hour because i had a bunch of other uh work to do and uh next thing you know i looked down we've been chatting for an hour and a half and i was like all right guys i was like i love you and uh, Atlanta loves you, but uh, I got to get going. And uh, li- we could have literally talked. We were just warming up. And uh, so I still, I told Keith, maybe uh, part, well, the next stage of this conversation, maybe we can go down in Michigan, uh, potentially planning a trip to go up there. And uh, he's, we got some ideas. So we'll uh, keep this conversation going and uh, keep out an eye for the next uh, episode, you know, part three of three uh, in this series as uh, Ashley and Keith really that one will be even deeper than this one. They, uh, the, the longer we talk, the more, it, you know, it was just kind of getting in the zone, getting pretty deep. So I appreciate you listening to today's show. Hey, I really appreciate everyone who's been dropping these ratings and reviews. Keith and I were talking all about algorithms and I was just trying to learn from him. He, he knows so much about marketing and algorithms and everything. 
And when you go into iTunes and you leave this show a rating and a review, it's just a big thank you. It's telling the iTunes world, it's telling the podcasting world that this show provides you value. And then uh, that is just very impactful to me. I, I like... I always explain to Ashley Keith, I was like, I love doing this podcast. Like put the headphones on, put the mic on and let's talk. Like, it's just, it's so much fun to me. Um, it is a lot of work and, uh, you know, editing everything, getting everything published and all of that. I mean, I do put a lot of time into it, but it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's enjoyable. And, uh, when you listen and you enjoy these conversations and you appreciate the stories, um, and then you take the time to drop the ratings and review it, it just, it means a lot to me. And I appreciate those of you who've taken time out of your day to drop a sentence or two and uh, drop the rating. So thank you. And also thank you to today's show sponsor. This episode of the Green Industry Podcast was brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy to use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Start a free trial or sign up today to receive 20% off your first six months. Find out more at getjobber.com backslash im backslash green industry backslash that link is in today's show's notes